The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. January is important in setting the tone for the new year, and in 2021, that has never been more true. But our friends at CBDMD are here to give you the support you need to conquer your New Year's resolutions and make this year your best one yet. And if those resolutions happen to involve fitness, they've got a brand new topical product that'll help you keep moving all year long. CBD Relief with Lidocaine fuses CBDMD's hybrid broad-spectrum formula with fast-acting lidocaine to help provide temporary relief for minor aches and pains. And with the new bag-on-valve spray technology, Relief can be applied comfortably at any angle, even upside down. And to make it even easier to get the year started off right, they're offering all of our listeners 20% off your next order and use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Hey everyone. Sorry, this is one of those days where events just got a little bit ahead of us. We recorded before the Harden trade. It then happened as we were putting this up. So some of that's going to be out of date. Hopefully it'll still be interesting to you to see how we were feeling about it as it went on or to just laugh at us at the ways we would become wrong a mere 30 minutes later. But the rest of the discussion is still really good. The COVID stuff, looking at the ways in which the league is going to be able to continue. Should they pause play? How are these new protocols going to help? And then also some of the surprise teams and whether they're going to be able to sustain it or not so apologies that we can't get to the hardened trade danny and i are going to talk about that of course on dunked on prime if you're a subscriber so enjoy the show all right welcome on back in our new wednesday time slot mr hollinger we have much to discuss much lot lot going on all of a sudden <laughs> so uh where do you want to start here uh we should probably start with my uh fellow left-hander with the initials jh uh who also did not go to a basketball practice today uh uh james harden uh so looks looks like it's about to hit the fan here did, oh did that come out that he skipped practice I mean, he didn't skip it they they said we thought it would be best if he didn't come to practice today Ooh, which is what wow, you usually okay. do did, when did that come out did that come out like the last like 10 minutes here yes so that's usually what you do when you're about to trade a player but you don't have the deal done yet you hold yeah. him out of practice or you hold him out of the game um and you know until until you get it done yeah Woj just tweeted 35 seconds ago that the talks with the Sixers and Nets gathered momentum in recent days even before James Harden's news conference on Tuesday night uh yeah I, I don't know if I want to buy that one but uh, right right so so Shams is reporting that the Nets have a deal on the table with what is it three first round picks so I think it's four first and three swaps that's that's ridiculous that's too much I think. yeah yeah I, I mean now I guess it depends what the other components of the deal are i mean maybe maybe their 
there is a deal construction that gets you to that kind of value. Right. Or, you know, and, and are these all unprotected picks or are they, you know, are the picks in 25 and 27 top four protected or is there some or is it just or is it just all downside? Are we just doing the KG and Pierce deal all over again? Yeah. Well, if it really is four picks and three swaps, then you wouldn't be able to protect it. Um, oh, no, you can. You can. You could say top four protected. It becomes a second if it's in the top four. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I guess you could say that. <laughs> you know? I guess yeah. you could say that. It, it would just have to, it couldn't roll over to the next. Exactly. Year, exactly. I guess. Or, I mean, I guess it could. And then just the ones, whatever the ones were at the end would just roll over into seconds. Well, I mean, you could do it. You could do it that way. But yes, if you were going to fix it so that they were guaranteed to get four first round picks, you could not put any protection. I think that's, <laughs> that was the point that I was trying to make. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's to say that that's what the deal is, that leaves open so much more. But if it really were to be four unprotected picks and three unprotected swaps, that's too much to me for two years of James Harden, who, yes, I mean, he hasn't been trying in Houston, but he's also going to have to spend about a month to lose all this weight before he's actually good, too. Yeah, you know... Some of these guys, you'd be amazed how quickly these guys can lose weight when they start playing. I mean, just from my experience with guys coming back to training camp, I mean, we'd have guys, there were certain players that we knew were going to show up fat, and yet in three weeks we're going to be totally fine. I can't think of who that might be. It's uh, actually, it actually might not be who you think. But no, no, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, you guys did have one of the beefier front courts of the league. So, so if, if it wasn't Mark and Zach, I will, I will. No, uh, there, there, there were two guards that we had that, that also, that also were, uh, uh, fit, certainly fit under that, under that description. Um, not necessarily ones we had for a long time, but. So uh, much as I would would love to know who that was, uh, <laughs> we yeah. we uh, let, let's uh, move back to Harden. Yeah, I, I think you know John Fagan said today in his column that you know the Rockets have to play it out; they got to take it slow. I completely disagree with him. I think the longer this drags out, the worse it gets. And moreover, the other thing that Fagan said that I disagree with is that oh well, Harden making this request makes it harder for him to get traded. I also completely disagree with that. Like because yeah. like if you're a star, the best thing you can do to get traded is to tank your trade value because a the team gets worried that it's only going to get worse and b like they're not asking for some crazy offer and so other teams will actually want you now yeah 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 they, and the other downside obviously the massive downside risk for houston is what if he gets hurt yeah that, i mean that's a, that's another uh potential issue although you know given that he's moving less than basically any player in basketball hopefully that <laughs> movement equals injuries just remember that players uh but yeah this is uh i i mean what do you make of the fact that harden had those comments last night which if you've missed it he basically said this situation is crazy it's not i've given everything to houston we're not good enough it's not gonna work yeah i thought that was interesting i did think that was interesting that he finally publicly kind of said what I'm sure he'd been thinking to himself for months uh, because he historically hasn't really been that guy, right? Like, I, I, I cannot remember one James Harden quote that stuck with me 
over the you know as good as he's been over the last decade or whatever. Uh, well, no, no, there was one. There was when he was asked after losing the Warriors in 2019 what they needed to do, and he's like, "Oh, I know what we need to do," which was code for trade Chris Paul. Oh, <laughs> okay. But but yes, you got he, me there. He is he is rather milquetoast. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair to say. Yeah. So so that definitely got my attention, and just watching him play, he's always been a guy that. As good as he is, as talented as he is, he's always had moments where he's kind of checked out of a game and you just know he's like, like when he's like, check, please. Like it's, it's very clear. Uh, and you know, he's, he's been that way for years and you, you could definitely see it yesterday. And I, th- I think that was just him kind of saying, check, please on the whole thing in Houston. Well, and I think it's no coincidence that it came against the Lakers, who destroyed them in such demoralizing fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the team that has, like, length and athleticism and effort, it's shockingly enough, gives a, a James Harden team problems. Yeah. Uh, but also, I mean, I, I think going against the Warriors, Harden, you know, a lot of it was he was getting the shots that he thinks that he wants, but it just wasn't working. Against the Lakers, they just double-team him all the time, and he gets off the ball, and the other guys can't win it for him and so i think that to be just psychologically maybe is what is more kind of pushed him in this direction and i mean what do you think of the team that's around him right now i mean is this like like they're three and six they've had obviously some absences and stuff like that i mean is this like is this a team that could actually be like a good playoff team in the west even though i I know hard wants more than that but like are they do they just suck or is this a team that if he bought in could actually still be pretty good i think they could be a a qualifying playoff team in the West. I, I I guess I don't really see a lot of ceiling beyond that. Uh, like John, John Wall's been good. I don't know if he's back to being that John Wall. Um, Christian Wood is good, but they also lost a good player, obviously, with, with Covington. I think uh, P.J. Tucker is uh, maybe not quite what he was. Uh, Eric Gordon certainly is not. So I think there's a lot of, yeah, I, I, I guess I have a hard time getting excited about what they have. Like, could, you know, could they get the seventh seed? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I, I don't know if that's really exciting for him at this point in his career. Uh, they are actually never going to be able to stop anybody now. And I think as much as Christian Wood has been a nice offensive player, though, he needs to start hitting threes at some point. Uh, he, he's not the solution for them defensively. And they don't really have any kind of a coherent system that they can run around Harden, especially this version of Harden. Uh, you know, where either you're going to switch, or you're going to not switch. They just don't seem to know what they're doing. They don't have much communication defensively. So, I mean, there's only so high you can go when you're you know, going to be mired in the 20s defense. Listeners, I want to tell you about a new offering from Sports Business Classroom, an organization that I was involved in founding. And now they are launching the CBA Mastery Course courtesy of the cap father himself larry coon who created the first cba faq way back in 1999 nobody knows more about the cba than larry coon and now for the first time you can learn the same information that larry has been teaching teams agents and executives for over 20 years at your own pace which is awesome all the sexy stuff is in there uniform player contracts exceptions trades extensions waivers the gilbert arenas provision all of it's available via on-demand video you can get 
interactive exercises you can do at your own pace. There's an exclusive members-only CBA mastery forum, definitions of all the key CBA terms, a certificate of completion if you complete the course. You can also be included in exclusive emails promoting jobs in the, in the industry. You get a discount on Sports Business Classroom 2021 Business of Basketball Immersive Experience in Las Vegas, subject to admission, of course, and placement on the exclusive Vegas Summer League Talent Profile website, accessed exclusively by sports business executives looking for job candidates. If you sign up, you can receive 10% off the price of the CBA Mastery course using the discount code CAPSPACE if you're paying in full or CAPSPACE PP if you're playing with a payment plan. Once again, that's the discount code CAPSPACE or CAPSPACE PP for CBA Mastery at cbamastery.com. I mean, I guess the question is now, um, you know, the Nets have their own turmoil. Philly, I mean, they've started well, but Ben Simmons hasn't looked too great. I'm, how are you thinking about this if you're the Nets in Philly? So Philly's involvement is really interesting to me because they don't have to do this, right? So, I, you, you know, you, you have Embiid and Simmons. I, I thought you would want to let this play out a little longer before you really jumped. And I guess the, the counter argument is, well, James Harden is only available once. But I'm, I'm not sure at this point getting Harden versus getting, say, Bradley Beal is that different for them. And Ben Simmons would be the guy in the trade either way, right? So... And you'd and it, rather have Bradley Beal than Harden, right? Well, actually, if you're Philly, I mean, you could maybe get to a place where you trade for Beal and still keep Simmons. You know, if you think about it. Oh, I don't think that's possible. How, how would you do that? You just you you go with the uh, the 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 full uh, the yeah full yeah Lawrence you, Frank yeah the, the full the what the full Lawrence Frank no it's the full Billy King I thought the, well no uh, but but Frank Frank traded literally everything literally everything he, he had right? yeah yeah um uh, maybe yeah. maybe they they kept their 2020 that was the only one that they kept yeah. I think it was I think it was like three three picks and three swaps yeah um, <laughs> but yeah yeah I mean you're basically where well, you're giving up literally every pick that you can uh I mean that's I don't know I still don't know if that's the best package right because that's what this all comes down to right there's yeah uh there's the leverage of you know what's fair but then there's also you got to have the best package out of all these teams um, yeah now the player can control a little bit of that as well so I you know I think the Houston needing to move fast a lot of that is about Beal as well with the Wizards sitting at two and eight right now and you know Russell Westbrook looking pretty done I mean that's what I yeah I mean I wrote about it earlier this week that it was time for Washington to trade Beal and yeah yeah what, gonna, did, did you uh I mean did you just pre-write that column in the summer of 2019 while you were still <laughs> the season then, then just knew it. I mean I, I almost wanted to tweet with the wizards at insert record <laughs> yeah, I, I almost wanted to tweet at you, but I was worried that like people people would think that I was like being an asshole to you. Where I was like, "Hey, did, did you write this column in 2019? Where you're uh, working for the Grizzlies? They should trade. It's time to trade Bradley Beal, really." <laughs> but 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 yes, I mean, I think you're. They are rapidly nearing the point where. I mean, I guess as long as Bradley Beal doesn't want out, like they they can continue. See, to me, that's not even the criteria anymore in Washington. It's like, oh, great, he doesn't want out, but we still suck. So, like, what does it what does it matter? He's the only way they get to a place of not sucking is converting him into all these assets in a trade and and committing to an honest rebuild instead of a chase for the play in tournament. I I mean, they could still be high in their own supply enough to be like, well, yeah, you know, he's only under under contract for another year and a half, but you know. then he'll resign because he still really wants to be here. It'll still only be 
29 or 30 at that point. And, you know, Rui Hachimura and Denny Avdier are going to come in and, and we'll get another draft pick this year. And yeah, we can still build a, a contender around Bradley. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll delude themselves into that. Yeah, they might. They might. <laughs> It's I, on the team side. It's 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 like turning around an ocean liner sometimes to to get to that point of of really facing the music. And it was hard for me to really appreciate until I I spent time in the front office. Well, and moreover, I, I, their ownership is also like not trying to win championships either. You know, like if you're if your mandate from the owner is just make the playoffs, then yeah, you probably want to hold on to Bradley Beal because because mm-hmm. if you move him now, you don't have a chance to make the playoffs. And we saw what happened to the last guy who didn't make the playoffs when there were playoff expectations he got fired ernie grunfeld after you know what was it, 18 years or whatever it was as, as yeah. the gm yeah um, and that was that was and that was pretty much their mojo all 18 years right just like if we could just get to 43 and 39 and have a parade yeah i mean i thought it was the the stat that the wizards haven't won 50 games since what was it the 70s you know that yeah. that was just such an amazing stat and even the 49 win team i think was like a little lucky to get there the, the one that lost in game seven to a totally banged up boss team in 2017 um but but back to harden here is there any chance Kyrie is in this deal uh i think that's a fair thing to wonder and, uh, and how does that affect the valuation of you know what else you have to put in yeah you would so are we you know are we seeing if we're houston are we seeing Kyrie as a positive asset or a negative asset in this probably a negative asset right i, I mean he I plays mean, the same position as john wall he has the same contract he's same contractual situation as Harden where you only have him for a year and a half. Um, yeah. yeah, although he, he might even be an opt-in risk at this point too, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, which is which is crazy mm-hmm. because Kyrie has been unbelievable when he's actually been on the floor for yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I do think if you're Brooklyn, your, your whole end game, your whole point of doing this is about ceiling. And so what does Kyrie do for your ceiling versus, you know, putting Torian Prince and Spencer Dinwiddie in the deal, right? Like it's no comparison. So as as I think about it that way, I think I think he's I think you're doing it to have Kyrie and Harden and Durant and score 199 points per 100 possessions and live with whatever happens on defense. So I, I'd say a couple of things. If you would tell me that Kyrie is going to play, I think he's actually better than Harden right now. Um, when you look at the defensive aspect and just you know, Kyrie is a good ISO guy, but he at least you know he's not going to dribble the ball for 57 seconds before he goes mm-hmm. into his iso um you know you can actually run with Kyrie as well i mean like Kyrie was actually the game the the last game that he played without kd was like the hardest uh, that utah game was like mm-hmm. the hardest i've ever seen the guy play mm-hmm. it's i i mean i again i i don't i don't know how you deal with it i don't know how much insight you have on this from the team side of like you, you know of just like the, it, it appears that he does have like some like clinical difficulties here right like th- so that's and I kind of don't want to go too deep on this because it's just speculation. Yeah. But it does seem like there's something going on there. And I actually, I think that's probably a barrier to any kind of trade, too, is because Houston is probably, if I'm Houston, I'm asking questions that 
Brooklyn either may not even know the answer to or may not want to answer or may have difficulty answering legally in some instances. So, you know, I, I'd say that would be a pretty big barrier. I mean, there some of the stuff that's out there is not good right now. Things like they haven't even heard from him, like that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, he that he did, didn't even like tell Steve Nash that he wasn't going to play. And like, uh, so that's it, it's definitely disturbing. I mean, you just you, you don't want to like wake up one morning and see that there's like some really bad about uh, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know how to how to process that. I do I will say this though. I don't think that Kyrie plus James plus Durant really actually increases your ceiling that much. I my argument is it actually lowers your ceiling because you just have a really low ceiling on defense at that point. Hmm. And I think the the ceiling raising move would be to get a great defender. So the ceiling raising move was to get Drew Holiday, basically. Maybe. Or I, I mean I don't even know if Holiday like uh, perimeter defenders can only do so much uh, as mm-hmm. well. Um and, and I'm not sure that that great defender is necessarily available but i do think i mean they're already pretty much the best offense in basketball and with uh either kd or Kyrie on the floor they're like well over a 10 net rating so far this year Mm-hmm. So, and maybe those guys can't shoot it quite as well as they did, but I, I just like, and if you get Harden on the team, like he's going to be handling the ball more than either of those guys, probably, if you're going to think about how it worked. Um, so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think I would be that interested if I were Brooklyn. Like, it's certainly not to the point. Now, if you could also grab like PJ Tucker and you could put Prince in this deal, is, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's then what the matching salary is, is the other question. Um, uh, it's, it would be Levert. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, that he would be really redundant. Yeah, at that exactly. Point. But but if so you're putting Prince, in, Prince, Prince, Dinwiddie, Levert for Harden, Tucker, and Chris Clemens. Yeah, but then all of these picks as well, like that seems like way too much now. Again, uh, for a Harden who has not really been in shape and he has these defensive issues, and like Harden to me is is a guy who is at his core someone who can lift a team with nobody else into the playoff. Mm-hmm. So when I went to Japan a couple of years ago, but Dave are everywhere there and it's just a better way to get yourself clean but they were also hideously expensive for a long time the brand new hello tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment has now solved that problem it's stylish it's eco-friendly helping to cut toilet paper use by 80 percent it requires no electricity or additional plumbing and as a result of that toilet paper reduction it pays for itself in a few months the hello tushy 3.0 doesn't just cleanse you with a precise stream of fresh water it cleans itself before and after it's used with their smart spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle they also have the schmutz shield trademark which offers easy cleaning and the knobs are are naturally antimicrobial and there's really no risk here because every hello tushy bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12 months warranty if you've already got a hello tushy bidet or you want to get another one for another bathroom in your home upgrade to the new 3.0 model and if you're new, join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now and have a clean butt with every flush. Go to hellotushy.com slash PR. He's a slash PR because we talk about it all the time here on the program to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer code for our listeners. Go to hellotushy.com slash PR for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash PR. A lot of times I'll be sitting around after I've recorded my podcast late at night and realizing that I'd like to just sit down and relax, but at some point just 
just watching mindless TV becomes too mindless for me. And it's good to really throw myself into something new, use my brain, open up some new pathways uh, on subjects I didn't know a lot about. And Masterclass is the best way to do that. You can sit down, you can watch over a hundred plus exclusive classes taught by the masters that you already know and love, whether that's Steph Curry on shooting and ball handling, Serena Williams on tennis, amazing actors, amazing chefs, Chris Voss on negotiation. He's the former FBI lead hostage negotiator. Whether you just want to casually watch some of the lessons, they're in very easy to digest snippets, about 10 minutes or so, cinema quality. You can cast them or watch them on any device that you want. Or you can really use this as a springboard to get seriously into something new. My wife was really into Margaret Atwood's writing class, for example. They have all sorts of exercises you can do. You can really immerse yourself. So whatever level you want to learn something new at, a masterclass can do that for you. The way to get started with them is at masterclass.com slash PER. You remember PER because John invented it. You can get unlimited access to every masterclass and 15% off an annual membership as a Hollinger and Duncan listener. Go to masterclass.com slash PER. That's masterclass.com slash PR, 15% off masterclass. Don't forget that slash PR. Let them know that you came from us. So I, I, I like it better for Philly. What have you thought of Ben Simmons' season so far this year? You know, I've only, I haven't seen Philly enough to have strong opinions because, I mean, the one time I saw him was the Denver game where, where he didn't play. And then I saw them kick the crap out of Orlando, but that was more the opposite way where they were just, where it wasn't even a game. So I, I didn't have as much to evaluate there either. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure I have a ton to offer here. I also, I'm, I'm not sure I would even like, what, what would I even do with nine, 10 games of, of eval on Ben Simmons? Like how, how seriously should I even take that? Yeah. Well, Stein just reported it. I, I mean, this, who knows this, this whole pod could be completely, <laughs> it could be nuked before it even gets I mean, posted. Should we just like stop recording and post it right now? Just so we, yeah. can, so we can actually like, <laughs> we could say that we got it because that Stein's reporting yeah. today uh, yeah. that Houston is increasingly determined to cre- complete the trade as soon as today and uh they are chasing maxi in addition to ben simmons and big surprise philly is known to covet pj tucker uh and the nets are also in pursuit i mean the, the philly thing makes way more sense than the nets honestly yeah yeah and, and you know ben simmons yeah he missed a couple of games with this knee thing which is concerning but like it's not like they haven't had enough space around ben simmons at this point and he just has not been able to score he's averaging 12 points a game like there's only you know and if Ben Simmons, you know, maybe if you love his defense, you know, is he basically just like Draymond Green who can dunk a little bit more? Is that like what his destiny is? And I don't, he's not the level of help defender to me that Draymond Green is. I wouldn't put him quite in the category of like Draymond Green as a defender. There there so. are very few people ever who are in that category. So, no, yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> I mean, when you consider like his his versatility. So I, I'm, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely like an all defense level of player, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's two assets that almost seem like the the bloom is coming off the rose and which one is it going to be faster mm-hmm. yeah so like i think that's a fair trade I, I think you know and if maxi is the big question mark like he, he's shown some stuff i you know i don't think he's going to be a guy that like philly is just we're going to rue giving this guy up forever particularly if you can get some of these ancillary guys from mm-hmm. houston as well uh now i guess the question would be you know is tobias harris going to be it's also that's probably um i would imagine not would you want him to be if you 
Peter Philly? Uh, you know, he's played really well, actually, to start the season. And what he does, I mean, he does fill a role there. He's like, he's overpaid for what he is, certainly. Like, that's a negative contract, clearly. But in the context of, again, you're, you're kind of in right now mode. He helps you right now. And I don't, I don't know what you can get out of putting him in that trade that gets you to a better end point. Uh, the other thing is if it's Simmons and Harris and Houston is a million from the, uh, 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 from the line already, the, uh, uh, the apron, then uh, Houston has to send a bunch of other stuff back just to get to that $65 million. It, it gets a, It becomes a very tricky trade with Harris in it. Yeah, I guess that's... I mean, it probably would be... It would be Eric... Have to be Eric Gordon, yeah. have to be P.J. Tucker, and then you probably, like, just make it over. But, I mean, like, are you, you really want to go from Tobias Harris to Eric Gordon? Like, same dog contract for half the player? Well, Gordon does fit better uh, as more of a spot-up guy, better defender than... My concern of of keeping Harris is that you know Harris and Harden you know that starts to get tough defensively Mm -hmm. so uh but no I mean they would need still another perimeter scoring threat Uh, so yeah I I mean it's just this is going to be fascinating apparently if like everyone wants to get this done it seems it does seem like Philly is going to be it though I don't I don't see the Nets uh, especially because they're just like how the hell do you make a decision right now with all this crap that's going on with Kyrie as well yeah 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 And, and you know is KD on board with that like how how is KD feeling about Kyrie right now? You know, that that's another huge question to me. You know, he's yeah. been very supportive of him publicly, obviously, and they're, they are close friends. You know, what's their communication been like? I, I mean, it, does, it seems like Philly ha- has to happen here. Are DeAndre and Harden friends? <laughs> you, you forgot the most important connection. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about here? Maybe it'll be done in the in the next hour while, while we're recording. Yeah, uh, we should probably talk about whether we're going to actually finish this season or not. Uh, well, we'll finish this. I think the vaccine will, will get the point, I think, Pause, but uh, uh, you you know, people are talking about taking a pause. I don't think that really helps anything because honestly, I think players are much more likely to get it in their communities than yeah. that. You know, if you just, as you've seen, and, and the league has made this point, I think it's an accurate one that when the players come back from being gone, you see much higher numbers uh, of cases. Uh, and, you know, at least give these new protocols a chance to take effect. As that anonymous GM put it in Woj's piece yesterday, there was that Mack truck you could drive through the protocol with being able to have guests in hotel rooms yeah. on the road, which was something that I, I had noted at the time, but I think maybe the media was a little bit loath to emphasize that in the beginning and what a bad idea that was because they're just like a lot of NBA media is very friendly and just mm-hmm. doesn't want to portray NBA players as uh, the type of people who it's really important to to have guests in their hotel room on the road. But I mean, that's not a surprise. So uh, I mean, it's, it's young men in their 20s. I mean, what what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and so in, in any event, that's I think you got to give these new protocols a chance. My question, though, is and, you know, if everyone actually adheres to these new protocols, I think they'll they'll be in decent shape. The two questions that I have going forward is number one, what level of enforcement is there going to be on these protocols? And number two, uh, what are they going to do about the contact tracing? Because that's what's really been what's created these situations where exactly guys you know teams have had to not be able to play yeah 
Yeah. So the contract tra- tracing to me is a big thing because that's been, it, as you say, it's been that and not necessarily positive tests that have been the big issue thus far. And the it's sort of a math problem for the league right now. I mean, epidemiology at the end of the day is just applied math, right? Yeah. And so, a when you have a level of cases where they're at, where they're at now versus where they were when they came up with these protocols. That introduced, so we got probably like 4x the time of the amount of risk that they thought of something getting inside the barn, right? And then the second thing you're dealing with is that the, the, the way they did the schedule because of the contract tracing, it's been, it's been a domino going from one team to another to another. Uh, whereas if they had done the schedule, I was surprised by this when, and I, I had mentioned it. I can't remember if it was on our pod or in a story I wrote or wherever. Um, was surprised they didn't make the schedule more concentrated in terms of longer home stands, road stands, uh, fewer teams playing each other. Basically, they have the teams flying all over just as much as they would in a regular 82 game season rather than really concentrating the divisional games. And so what's happening is it's allowed that domino effect to take out much, many more players much more quickly uh, when they do the contract tracing and hold guys out because of it. And we're seeing it like that's how Washington and Atlanta tonight got canceled. And it didn't necessarily have to be that way. So I, I thought that was a little bit of an own goal by the league. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And you know, I think part of what the, these new protocols are is because when they're going through the contract tracing and being like, oh crap, this guy had contact with our entire team. So now they're doing these things like you only sit in a certain position on the bench you know you're so you're yeah. not having contact with guys on the bench you're sitting in a certain position on the plane all the time which is similar to where you're sitting on the bench and like so i think all of that is probably born of the experience of them doing the contact tracing and going back to be like oh shit like we've actually have you know way more exposures of 15 minutes or so um the, the other thing I, t- I did a little bit of research and people know i used to have that covid pod i do not consider myself an expert any longer it's been a long time since i was like really keeping up with stuff uh back in the summer but but one thing that's very interesting is if the league is testing with PCR tests once a day or potentially even more often, at this point in time, you know, Michael Mina wrote an op-ed in the New England Journal of Medicine about this. He's a, a uh, Harvard epidemiologist. He What that said basically is if you're doing PCR testing on a daily basis, the PCR tests are sensitive enough now to pick up the virus before you are actually infectious. If you do them at the right time and you get a quick enough turnaround test, and I, I don't know mm-hmm. exactly if they are doing that or not, but you should, if you test positive and you catch it at the right time, you should be able to get someone before they actually would be transmitting it. Now that we have a few cases of teammates giving the virus to each other, so that hasn't necessarily been perfect. Uh, but maybe the thought would be that you just, if you're going to rely on the testing like that, maybe you just cut down on the contact tracing aspect and you just say, if we're testing people every day, like that's enough to mm-hmm. prevent an outbreak, uh, yeah. as opposed to having to have guys be out for a week every time they, you know, some one person on the team gets, uh, exposed. It doesn't seem like they're going that way though, because they're going to try to just reduce the number of contacts first. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right. I mean, that's, that's, that's the next obvious thing that they could do is just change, change their protocols on, on contact tracing and if 
if they continue to get so few actual positive tests, that may be something they have to consider. Yeah, uh, Chris Haynes reporting that the Rockets also want Matisse Thibel now in a trade package for James Harden, although Thibel really yeah, hasn't. Yeah, Thi- Thi- Thibel's name was out there before too, so. Sure. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is all fascinating, uh, and I'm sure this is going to be great to listen to eight hours from now when the trade's <laughs> over as we as we do the minute-by-minute. Minute, uh, we're not live tweeting anymore. We are live potting <laughs> these, uh, <laughs> yeah. these, these trade discussions. Yeah, so I think a lot of this is just a PR problem as well because like they're not doing any worse than football was. It's just football plays once a week. And so football didn't have to postpone games or or they postponed them, but they postponed them for four days or whatever. And they'd play it on a Tuesday. They didn't have these contract, these contract tracing dominoes uh, from football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not like the NBA, you know, it's like, oh my God, the NBA already had to postpone six games and that's more than football had to postpone. Well, if you look at the number of games that football had to postpone like a few days, but was still able to play uh, and, and in terms of a percentage of games, then yeah. it's not really that different. And again, you know, from a health perspective, it is probably worse for players to be out there in the community than playing but it's really just more that this is like kind of a pr nightmare uh at this point in time so i i urge just some caution i mean this is the society that we're living in sports leagues are allowed to play uh they're i don't think that like what the league is doing is just like morally wrong at this point you know again because people are going to be getting this out there in the community that's just what we are as a nation right now so i think you just, just patience is required here and games are going to get canceled we'll see how these new protocols work over the next two weeks if you know we're still experiencing like even more cancellations two weeks from now then maybe you reevaluate things a little bit but i think you just yeah. got to soldier through at this point i don't really see uh what uh, the the option is this is kind of the bed that our society and the league and the players have all made at this point absolutely absolutely agree um yeah anything else on that at all i mean if you if you just like talk to like the people you know around the league like zach Lowe and, and Woj talked about this yesterday of just like that everyone seems kind of miserable right now oh i mean they're exasperated because 90 percent of their job is dealing with covid protocols instead of being running you know doing the normal stuff of running a basketball team it's a, it's a, i chose a great year to not be involved with team i mean honestly oh yeah like what do you think that you would have had to do right now if you're in your old responsibilities oh just uh dealing with 20 page memos from the league and making sure the trainers are following everything make sure the team is following everything then when the protocol changes two days later make sure they're following that and that, that i mean that that would be so much of the job yeah it's just it's and the level of fatigue just overall is really difficult and the fact too that a fair amount of this is performative right i mean the whole like you can't dap guys up and you know most of these guys aren't gonna be so educated on the, on the science like george hill saying like mm-hmm. hey i just like you know we just sweat together in a game and now we're not allowed to have a conversation afterwards like well you know you're not necessarily like uh in that close of contact throughout the course of a game and and uh or you know i mean we still don't even really know whether like how much you're going to transmit it over the course of a game if you are breathing heavily but you're also like not standing right next to each other and having a conversation closely at the same time and so there's just all these things that you know if you have 20 things you need to do and 10 of them are bullshit like separate packaging of snacks and mm-hmm. 10 of them are like real stuff yeah. but like the players don't know what's bullshit and what's real and it's just like the amount of fatigue has just got to be pretty overwhelming at this point and then you have to go out and play a basketball game when half your team is 
is is out and you're exhausted and you know i i I feel that way too i feel like you know we're we've been doing this for six months now and uh well have you noticed in the last week to 10 days the quality of games has gone down i mean is it possible to go down from zero i mean all the blowouts (laughs) and stuff i mean it's i mean but not just i mean we had blowouts right out of the gate but i just felt like just just quality wise like even like i've seen close games that were quite bad i guess and and i didn't feel that way the first week yeah i mean that's kind of what we're seeing right now is there's just you know two or three games a night will be decent and so i'm just gonna watch those that's kind of that's kind of what i what i'm coming up with here at this point Mm -hmm. you know if it's like if i you know turn on the tv at five o'clock instead of four and you know half the four o'clock games are pretty much over already like all right i guess that's just what we're dealing with here yeah but hey please keep listening to this podcast the nba is great (laughs) we know you're all huge fans uh you know keep listening we really appreciate it. So I've actually been able to get out and do a little bit of skiing, one of the few activities we can still do that are socially distanced. It's outdoors. And after a hard day of skiing, I used to come back and have all these knots in my legs. I would have to do foam rolling. I even got to the point where I was using a PVC pipe and it was pretty miserable. It hurts. You have to hold your body up at a weird angle for a long time to get enough pressure. And then I was introduced to Theragun and it was really been a life-changing product. I've recommended it to tons of people in my personal life. I bought one as a gift for my brother-in-law because they've been trying to get more active during the pandemic. I'm pretty much an old man. I'm going to turn 41 soon. This helps me get rid of all those adhesions that I've had over the last 10 years that have really caused me all sorts of problems. If you're not familiar with the Theragun, it is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. So try Theragun for 30 days. It starts at only $199. That's theragun.com slash PR right now to get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash PR. Easy to remember because John invented it. That's theragun.com slash PER. Don't forget that slash PR to let them know that you came from us. If you're one of the 34% of Americans who made a resolution this year to be less stressed, Headspace is here to help. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations and an easy to use app. It is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. That can be a problem in this space sometimes that it's not actually scientifically validated. Whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? They have wind-down sessions that their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace is now backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com lockdown mba that's headspace.com slash lockdown mba the name of this network for a free one month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation this is the best deal they're offering right now so head to headspace.com slash lockdown mba today well should we uh should we talk about some exciting teams some some teams that are uh that are maybe surprises yes absolutely let's uh, let's do it here um what is a team that we should address whether they are for real or not that is overperforming expectations okay so i I'd say the number one team on the list here would be Charlotte, uh, who is six and five. 
five now. Uh, has some has some nice wins. Lamelo Ball looks like the rookie of the year right now. Oh, might actually, I'll, I'll tell you, who might actually be like the best player on the team, right? Uh, Hayward's been pretty good so far. I actually, yeah, Hay- Hayward has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you who doesn't look like the rookie of the year right now. That's James Wiseman. He was awful last night. He was like, bad. He had a couple. Yeah, had a couple more of those plays where his hands let him down. Um, yeah, you know, just a little bit like floating around. You know, mid range jays and stuff. He just yeah, like okay, I get the inexperience, but like some of the plays that he makes. And yes, I am looking at him more closely because I you know I see a lot of Warriors games in person than you know someone like Mitchell Robinson a couple mm-hmm. of years ago who's you know similar kind of experience level to James Wiseman. But like the fourth foul that he committed yesterday, they leave him in the game with three, and he just like commits this ridiculous over the backbreaker, a terrible foul under any circumstances because they're in the bonus yeah. but he also has three fouls and he just like goes over the guy's back and like clubs him in the head it's just you know there's another yeah. play where he catches the ball at the free throw line there's no one between him and the basket Draymond it's only Malcolm Brogdon down there and Draymond Green has him sealed off he, one dribble he could just go in and dunk and he takes that like fadeaway jumper that takes him 95 seconds to get off and misses yep. it yeah like, I remember I remember the exact play yeah um yeah and he like not only does he struggle to catch the ball on passes unless it's an alley-oop but like just rebounds uh loose balls like you just like oh he's gonna grab this and then just like someone else somehow hits the ball <laughs> yeah you know he's yeah. just i don't know whether it's a lack of aggression or just like, like he just even like holds the ball in a really weird way i don't know so, I, I mean i i i don't want to totally kill him yet he could still be really good but i it's uh i'm a little annoyed that in in the market where i go and watch games that i could have been watching the ball and this this is what i'm gonna have to see look inevitably i'm gonna i'm gonna have some draft calls that that will end up failing horribly but i i feel pretty good about having lamello number one on my board and wiseman eight yeah uh yeah i mean i don't know if wiseman should be eighth we'll see but i i mean i definitely had lamello number one obviously we we talked about that um but anyway yeah so so back to charlotte though i mean let's take a look at where they're at uh still a negative 0.9 point differential per cleaning the glass they are six and five interestingly their offense has not been that good uh they have been 22nd in offense and they are eighth in defense eighth in defense with no centers right i mean they're playing biombo half the game and then pj washington is a small ball five the other half yeah uh that's pj washington has been interesting so i i I don't see any way that they maintain being eighth in defense like that's just not gonna happen i do agree with that part yeah but i think they could be better than 22nd on offense now Lamelo, he's i I don't know if he's going to continue to shoot it this well and even still is only like 51 percent true shooting which is not yeah yeah i mean the shot making was obviously always the weakest thing but having him rebounding like a five has has helped them overcome their lack of front court though yeah no that's true and he's been a good help to like he's been way better than expected on that end i mean Devonte graham might actually make a shot at some point which would counteract lamello maybe having a little bit of a he's the one one guy shot. who's had a disappointing start there right yeah he's under 30 percent from the field and under 30 percent from three and at one point he was four of 27 in the paint Oof. uh yeah. i mean he was he was a 38 percent shooter from two last year but you know at least <laughs> like 38 percent that's actually like way better than he's been this year yeah so so yeah. and, and and, you know, the Hayward injury could happen as well. I mean, if you're going to ask me, do I think they're going to finish 500? I would say no. Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But it's... I did not have them making the play-in tournament coming into the year. I think now you would probably say Charlotte probably will be in that play-in tournament. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things that may change. I mean, the the, the other two darlings were Cleveland and New York. New York, I think, was always going to fall off. That's already happened. Yeah. They're down to five and six. They got a, a negative four point seven net rating. Cleveland, we just haven't been able to evaluate them because uh, they ran out of players. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. they need some guards. Like you know that the the, uh, the there's the Simpsons itchy and scratchy where uh, I think uh, itchy like pulls out scratchy's heart and then scratchy like lives his entire life and then at the end of his life he's sitting in a rocking chair and reads the newspaper and it says you need a heart to live and then like his head just explodes like <laughs> for, for cleveland it's like you need guards to play basketball right and like somehow they actually you know they won that game in memphis it's like they actually yeah. lasted for a little while and then all of a sudden it's like oh no actually you need guys who like dribble past and shoot on the perimeter to actually like win nba basketball games and they lost by 30 to utah last night yeah 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 i we'll, we'll see what cleveland has they did look pretty interesting to start the year they're forcing a ton of turnovers just out of the blue yeah uh, even that kept up last night crazily yeah yeah so there's we'll we'll see if there's something there yeah, yeah. Knicks, i never quite bought into like i think i think there's a certain level of competence they will have this year that they did not have last year or the year before but i, I think that only gets them so far no I, I agree i mean and i mean the problem with those teams i mean this is this is crazy cleveland is the number 30 offense and the number one defense right now and and uh, New York is the number seven defense and the number 29 offense. But, uh, you know, Cleveland, I, I I, mean, I don't think they're going to finish the year as the number one defense, uh, but they are playing hard every night. They've got some pretty decent size. Kevin Love not being available has probably helped their defense. I was going to say, that's been a pretty big factor in being the number one defense, right? Yeah. And Andre Drummond, despite his uh, offensive adventures, which continue on a, on a nightly basis. Dr- to Drummond and Nance have both had really nice starts to the year. Yeah, especially on... Uh, the defensive end so and they probably their defense has been helped by not having garland and sexton available as well and they also played memphis their last two games as well so uh that who also has no guards uh, other than tyus jones available basically um but new york i mean they were benefiting crazily from uh shooting lock on on both ends um and they're still i mean uh, new york has shot it better than expected from three and they're still number 29 on offense right now so you know i think they they might they could end up being you know an average defense i think uh but they're going to be one of the worst offenses in basketball i mean they could be slightly better than expected but uh i mean again they're negative 4.7 net rating i mean that's you know that, that's probably about the team that they are even the that's five that's about what they yeah yeah um definitely who else who else have been some surprising teams in a good way right now what about San Antonio? Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty. Yeah, I guess they are six and five. Um, Beat the Lakers on the road. Yeah, we'll see what you know. Derek White has been out, and it's they're going to struggle to score without DeRozan. You know, who his personal absence I think could last a while. And obviously, whenever someone leaves the team due to a personal absence, then they kind of yeah, got the quarantine they, to come back too. So exactly, um, exactly. DeRozan's have been off to a great start. Yeah, yeah, he, he's been solid. Actually, lower usage than he has been in, in the past, but uh, pretty efficient. Um, the Atlanta Hawks have a plus seven point five net rating right now, even though they are only five and five. Uh, they've actually won two. 2.2 games fewer than expected already mm-hmm. based on their point differential although th- this this might be the year that point differential is more meaningless than it's ever been <laughs> right with the collapse of the rubber band effect yeah um and just that uh, particularly early on who you're playing like we just talked about it with cleveland um you know i mean if you're just playing the like atlanta played philly but they you know philly basically had no one we uh we did that game for the nba cast on, on league pass on uh monday and 
it was rather farcical. I, I'm sure. Afraid, afraid to say. Um, the the interesting thing with Atlanta is that this is last year's Hawks that are doing all this. It's it's last year's Hawks plus Clint Capella, right? Who's yeah. technically on the team at the end of last year. Their free agents have not done diddly shit. Okay. Rondo's played two games. Gallinari played basically one game in three minutes of another one. Uh, Bogdanovich has been pretty bad and now is out for a long time with the uh, avulsion fracture in his knee. And it's it's basically been the guys from from last year. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is one of the most improved players in the league. Kevin Herter has played really well off the bench. And they have a real center now. And that's covered for a lot of things that didn't get covered for before. Well, their problem is that they're opponent three-point shooting has been the coldest in the league uh like opponents are shooting like 30 percent on wide open threes and 30 percent overall from three so that's obviously not gonna that should hold up yeah yeah right and, and, and <laughs> I, I made this point i dunked on earlier but they're you know if they're the number six defense right now but teams are shooting 30 percent from or from three and they're giving up you know 38 three-point attempts per game if you just bump up the opponent's three-point percentage to league average 35 36 percent that basically increases their defense of rating by like five or six points per 100 possessions per game just with the three-point shooting normalizing and then they're a solidly below average defense at that point yeah which is kind of what we all thought they were and so it's it's interesting because so so there's that and then there's the behind the scenes stuff that came out this week um you know with with trey young and john collins and what's going on there uh the you know are there are there chemistry issues there or not it's kind of a good news bad news situation in atlanta on the one hand if you had said that they wouldn't have gotten anything from their free agents you wouldn't have anticipated they would have played anywhere nearly this well on the other hand they they do need to get some of these guys back and they they're lucky to have the record that they have so and and there are some questions behind the scenes like we said so what is what does that all all that mean as far as projecting what they're going to be going forward i still think there's some some questions there i think their first five games were a really positive surprise you know they won they won that game in brooklyn barely lost the other one uh their their other games at the start of the year were pretty good since then they've really tailed off though so uh another surprising team is oklahoma city being five and five i think that's one where uh we could focus in on them i mean they're projected to be the worst team in the league Orlando they were six and two I mean they've they've already lost three straight I mean it, the Fultz torn ACL uh it'll be an interesting discussion of what they, they do oh, Orlando Orlando needs to get bringing a point guard uh that like that yeah Cole Anthony should right four now. 13 every game he's he's not quite yeah. ready to be the starting point guard on a team with nobody else who can dribble especially like Fournier's been out as well like they yeah it's yeah it's not great no no it's pretty ugly there uh but yeah okay see played a great game in Brooklyn to beat the Nets. Getting uh, good production from Shea Gildas Alexander, obviously. Hamadou Diallo has played great off the bench, uh, shockingly. Yeah, how is how is he doing it? I haven't seen any of his like good games. Like, what? How has he been uh, actually like making the ball go through the basket? Yeah, I mean, mostly like athleticism slash slashing stuff, but like just enough of his jumpers have gone in, I guess. That and the because and like he made a three in the Brooklyn game and he made like a mid range two, but the misses were all bad. You know, like I think he's still the same guy from the perimeter, but he's maybe been a little less wild. And so that's allowed him to just use his athleticism to to thrive because he's not making as many egregious mistakes. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. They are playing a very conservative defensive style. Like what they've been doing is driven by defense. They're 27th in offense, which is, you know, kind of about where you would have uh, expected them uh, to be. And so they're doing a pretty good job of just, you know, forcing opponents to take the right shots. You know, they're not giving up a, a ton of shots uh, from three. Only 32% of opponent shots are from three, which in today's day and age is actually a yeah. pretty low they don't, number. Yeah. They're just, they're totally low risk. They don't foul. They don't force any turnovers. Um, but they have, but they, I mean, you look at their starting lineup though. I mean, they're a size and length, right? You, yeah. I mean, you have Dort to put on the opponent's best player. You have Al Horford, who's never going to screw anything up. You have George Hill. You have Shea Alexander, long arms, Darius Baisley, long arms. Like you have guys who can do stuff, uh, especially in that, in that first five. So I don't, I don't think it's a total fluke that their defense has been solid. Um, yeah, no, I, I think so. So, you know, the question is just how long these guys are going to be around. Uh, they've also have, haven't had any COVID absences. I mean, that's, that's one of the things you could point to now is like, you know, something that might make a well, team's performance the, sustainable or not. The number one factor with almost every surprise team when I, when I, I went back and, and researched this, uh, is, is health. They're almost all unusually unusually healthy if you go back and look at surprise teams yeah that's over the course of a year you mean yeah yeah you you know you look over the course of the 82 game season games missed and they just don't have as many and that's one of the reasons they're able to be quote-unquote surprise yeah well so you know oklahoma city their over under i think was like 23 wins so that's you know that would have been about like a 26 win team over the course of 82 games how do you see them finishing now have you seen anything to change things one of my best bets was that they would go under i had them winning 20 games this year uh, you know which would be about a 23 win team would you change what you think is going to happen with these guys based on what we've seen in these first 10 games well i mean tell me how long al horford and george hill are sticking around and i can give you a good answer on that um you know if they stay all the way to the trade deadline they can probably hit that over yeah i mean hill is going to be gone at some point for sure horford just due to how big of a salary he has you know that's another question and also there just isn't as much impetus now for teams to want to kind of clear space uh and there aren't just as many bad contracts around either so you know i'm just not sure where you know what team is like really needs al horford and also has 30 million in salary (laughs) to send back that's worse okay here's 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 my smart alec al horford trade uh, New Orleans trade Stephen Adams straight up for Al Horford. Yeah, Stephen Adams has been actually pretty good so far. I mean, that's uh, yeah, it's it's not him. It's just he doesn't fit. You can't play him next to Zion. Yeah, and and Zion to me has been you know while I think he's looked pretty good athletically, like statistically, he has not been quite what I had hoped he would be. Like it, and he looks a little bit better defensively. New Orleans is just a weird team right now. I, yeah. I don't really know what to make of them, and their bench is really kind of a kind of a disaster. Maybe they fix that. Like the Zion Adams lineups have been relatively effective at least the last time i checked it uh you know last week rockauto.com is a family business they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years now if you're into working on your own car and truck saving some money both in labor and on parts go to rockauto.com and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers just put in the make and model of your car it's everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamp motor oil even new carpet their catalog is really easy to navigate and the prices are always reliable low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers there's no reason to go to the auto parts store in person especially these days just to find out that they don't have your part and they're going to order it online the same way that you could with rockauto.com for a less expensive price and without going to the 
the store. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car and truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich. Thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store any other of these surprise teams we we should talk about here uh let's see you got you got anyone that that sticks out to you i mean you know we we delved into cleveland and new york a little bit um you know it's a shame with orlando because they really might have qualified oh no you know what we should talk about indiana yeah i saw them last night uh miles turner has been absolutely dominating he just single-handedly destroyed the warriors last night in addition and great job by bjorkring going to the box and one on stuff they did it for the longest mm-hmm. i've ever seen a team do it other than when uh toronto did it against boston in the playoffs last year and obviously bjorkring is a disciple uh, of nick nurse and bad luck for Steph to have to play toronto and indiana on back-to-back nights and have to deal with that treatment but yeah it was it's a beautiful system not only only because it takes Steph out, but then you can keep your two bigs close to the basket. And so every time the Warriors tried to drive, Turner was there. He's uh, got this, the Hakeem Olajuwon contest the shot with one hand, make the guy pass, and then block the guy's pass with the other hand uh, for a steal. You know, he got the Warriors on that a couple of times. Um, so he's looking really good. And, you know, Sabonis, he's he's one of the more matchup dependent players in the NBA. Like he can kill guys who can't stop him in the post. But then when he tried to post up on Draymond, he just got completely destroyed. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Holiday made some huge plays last Which night. Is I mean, he'd been bad this year. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just like, okay, Aaron Holiday, take the game over. Here, yeah. here's the keys. I think it was it was amazing to see that they were just like, okay, everyone get out of Aaron Holiday's way. It's it's his time now. You know, yeah, because Brogdon, Brogdon was getting shut down by the Warriors. The Warriors defense actually yeah. looks pretty good. Their offense is a little more of a concern. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I, I, I they still don't have that high level of offensive guy to me in the end, though. You know, they're kind of they're kind of run. So, you know, they're seven and four. I I picked their over for forty wins. I, they'll be in the. I think they'll just be what we thought they were going to be, uh, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not... Uh, Danny and I were talking about this. We got this suggestion of, like, them as a possible Harden destination. That's It's never going to happen because Harden doesn't want to go there. But, like, that actually... I think that would actually make a lot of that's sense. Kinda, that's kind of spicy. I like that. But, like, yeah. to like yeah. make Sabonis the, 
the centerpiece of a deal for Harden if if uh, Houston were interested in uh, All Star Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, and yeah. then you got Turner there uh, on the back line. But anyway, that's uh, we're devolving into fantasy here. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll stop. But I, I don't know. What, what are your your Indiana thoughts? I'm just wondering if you if watching the team I watched last night and adding TJ Warren and Victor Oladipo to that. If Oladipo is playing at Oladipo level, uh, he's not of, going to though. It, yeah. Just humor me for a minute. Okay, sorry. like can this be a com- can this be a conference finals team? I just don't think they can score well enough. I, um, I think they can defend at well, and then the other thing too is I don't think they have a good enough wing defender either. Like they didn't have anyone who could guard Jimmy Butler last year. Uh, you know, if they have to go up against Kevin Durant or Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, Giannis, That's- they don't really have anyone to guard Giannis. I mean, maybe that could be Turner, but he might get overpowered. Um, yeah. You know, so it's, uh, they, they can't really, you know, Mc, they can't play McConnell. They can't play McDermott in the playoffs. McDermott, you know. Oh, they love to play McConnell, though. I mean. <laughs> no, even, even Nate didn't, McMillan. He didn't play last night. Even <laughs> Nate McMillan took him out of the rotation yeah. by game three of the playoffs last year. Like, this yeah. happens to TJ McConnell every year. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in the playoffs. And I, I think Bjorkren understands that. Um, he's been away from the team due to the birth of his child right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I guess, Philly eight and four. They were, you know, know kind of uh they're eight and two when they've actually had a real team mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is that qualify as a surprise team uh are they a surprise i mean their start has been better than i expected um setting aside you know the games where they didn't have anybody to play so uh, yeah maybe a little bit of a surprise like i because i thought they'd be good right but I just thought they'd be more like a fourth, fifth kind of good. Oh, we got more stuff here. Demarcus has weighed in. Uh, oh yes, the, the, yes. Demar- Demarcus is not pleased. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said it, it. The disrespect started before an interview, and he said it's unfair to the rest of the guys in the locker room. And I mean, I guess so. I it's a business, man. Like I, I, I it's hard to take that personally. I, I mean, I got no. I understand why he's taking it personally. It's just I, I personally don't think that James Harden has done anything wrong, other than. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the COVID stuff early on and like not showing yeah. up to camp. But yeah. I mean, I, I have no problem with tra- players requesting a trade. Like, I mean, you, you've seen it from the front office side. Like, you know, it's the rare player who actually has the power to determine his own fate. And, you know, the vast majority of the time it's players getting fucked by front offices. I mean, which, you know, not intentionally, but that's I, just the nature of the business. I, yeah. I mean, I always thought it was kind of bullshit that we could just like bring a guy in and be like, pack your bags. You have to be in Sacramento in 24 hours you know but that's that's the way the league is set up well yeah uh, oh, oh you're talking about when you trade for a guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or i mean and there's plenty of guys who just get cut every year you know or or, mm-hmm. or get traded sign yeah. a, a long-term contract because this is where they want to be and then they get blake griffin to detroit you know there's so it's i mean unless you're going to criticize teams for making trades then you can't criticize players for it i think yeah oh any, any i mean is phoenix is phoenix a surprise or you just expected them to be this good i thought they'd be good they might you know can you argue that they've been better than i thought they'd be maybe i mean they haven't really had any they haven't really had anything negative to deal with um in terms of you know they've they've had the same starting lineup all 11 games cam cameron johnson's played really well i guess that's been a pleasant surprise yeah i mean all, all of us who were making fun of james jones on the on 
on that one, probably got to eat eat a little crow at, at this yeah, point. Yeah, totally. Um, just to, to, in that 2019 draft to get someone who's even in your rotation, you probably did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well. So they are they are eighth in offense right now. Booker and Paul really have not gotten going at all. Exactly. And yeah. But also they're making every single three pointer as well, and they have, do have good three point shooters, but that's also may, maybe not going to continue. And then you know, sixteenth on defense is they've had like a couple of kind of uh, games where they've uh you know that washington game for example where they just uh, you know haven't shown up every team's gonna have that at this point i mean i do think maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves to you know be anointing them as like a top four type of team in the west it, you know it, but i think they're yeah. firmly in the mix with uh you know utah and denver at, at this point i'd still have dallas a little bit above them when porzingis comes back which is supposed to happen this week yeah yeah so so i don't know i i'm not gonna like they've they had like a nice start but they're also seven and four they lose two games in a row and you're talking about them as yeah. being around where everyone thought they were going to be or maybe even worse yeah. than that so i'm, I'm still yeah. in a season and especially even just to have there's only one team that's won more than 70 percent of their games right now at this early point normally you'd expect to see some outliers and you don't yeah yeah standings are a real jumble <laughs> yeah I, I don't think we'll be looking back on this season and talking about any of these teams as like one of the greatest regular season teams of all time in, in a <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think that's fair to say all right anything else we got to talk about here any other like just like small observations that you've had uh, uh over the over the course of the last week or so would you write about for the athletic uh, yeah you wrote about uh, anthony edwards this week let's talk about him a little bit. yes i did yeah yeah, you know, we, we talked about LaBella Ball and how good he's been. I mean, Edwards has been much more work in progress, and a lot of the failings were knowns, so it's more what he can do to to improve those weaknesses. It's not that any of this stuff is necessarily a surprise, but one of, one of the biggest things you see with him on the negative side is uh, that he'll just stand there, uh, and that his, his motor just shuts like completely off at times. Uh, I, I put in a clip of him just on a simple play where a guard should just drift to the corner oh and that was a, open that three. was amazing i love it when yeah. guys will just throw the pass to where the guy was supposed to be just to like <laughs> make them make them look bad and like who was it who threw that pass was it jordan was, mclaughlin yeah, yeah yeah and then he just sort of like points to the corner after he threw it. it's like hey should, should have been there pal yeah 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 well what's funny and at the beginning of the play ricky rubio was pointing for him to go that way so it was uh it was a double team. Yeah, there was uh, another play too at the end uh where they needed a three. They throw it to him at, throw it ahead to him yeah. on the wing, Ricky Rubio. He probably could have actually pulled up for a contested three, but the one time you actually want him to do that, he doesn't do it. And then he drives in and as soon as he gets into the lane realizes, Oh wait, we're down three, and then he just throws it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then Rick, Ricky had an extensive mentorship moment in which he explained, <laughs> explained exactly. the math to him exactly after that. Exactly. Now I will say, I mean, in that same game, he had moments on the ball. Yeah. that were really good sure uh where where you know he can be overpowering going to the rim showed some ability for playmaking uh to to draw and kick which is which is still a nascent area for him let's say but he's he, he definitely has some ability to get better there and be more of a shot creator but he's just so uncomfortable doing anything off the ball like he just doesn't flow and move and do all the stuff like it's stuff we almost take for granted um there was another game i think i put the clip on twitter where i mean he was the only guy back when a guy took a corner three and he just decided to fly in for the offensive rebound and so and it was it was the game against detroit and and uh 
Detroit got a got a three on none break out of it, and it, not off a turnover, just off a missed shot because he he went to the board, and that's like that's like yeah, that gets you pulled from like a JV game in high school, you know. That's 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 stuff you really should have in in your you know that that shouldn't be a thing at this point. Yeah, and he doesn't have the Wiseman excuse of not having played last year. Well, he he does a little bit. I mean, he did pick up the game late, but. You're right. I mean, he played he played a full season of college basketball. So uh, my prediction for him is that it, he'll continue to tantalize with athletic flashes just enough to earn a max contract from Glenn Taylor, who somehow will still own the team three years from now. <laughs> he'll he'll uh, tell Glenn Taylor that he's going to try really hard. Then they'll sour on him. That whoever the new GM is will trade him uh, to a better organization, and then he'll immediately become one of the top 10 shot blockers in the NBA. That's that's my prediction <laughs> for him. <laughs> um but but uh, so so let's close with this mm-hmm. right now would you rather have anthony edwards or james wiseman i think i probably i i'll stick to my guns here because I, I i was edwards before the season and I don't, I don't think i've seen enough to move off of that prior yeah i, I mean in this case it, the guns might be just like you know a little like single shot 22 that like you hide under your hat and like, <laughs> like in one of those old westerns like it's not it's not very high caliber uh, at this point you might you might you might be able to to like shoot a lizard with it or something. Or, or actually yeah. you know i guess it shoots a lot so maybe the gun is like you know just like a like w- one of those like really no, one of those rapid fire water guns they yeah. have now? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bullets that don't seem to do much damage all right we're, we're yeah. going off the rails here uh let's get this thing up before james harden gets traded and the and the whole good plan the whole podcast is completely obviated uh we will talk to you all next week also don't forget to check out john's work at the athletic and danny and i will be doing the nba league pass nba cast for san antonio at portland on martin luther king day special during the afternoon during the holiday three eastern 12 pacific for san antonio at portland on uh, nba league pass and we'll talk to y'all next wednesday till then at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.